sit down and we discuss the message from this past weekend. But before we do, we had a creative piece this past weekend where we did crowd karaoke. We uh, had some fun singing along together, and we would love to know, I, I know those joining us online would love to know, if you were going to sing karaoke, if you could sing, if you were going to sing, what would be your go-to song? Yeah. I don't <laughs> sing karaoke. But if you could. I can't sing karaoke, but if I could. Yeah, if you could sing. In a fantasy world. Yes. Where I had Lionel the most Richie's amazing voice, voice <laughs> on planet Earth, and I could sing. But that's the thing with karaoke. You don't have to have an amazing voice. Like, it's, it's just, it's, it's just singing. I don't, you know. Just which song? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Listen, this is my rodeo right now. The mic's in my hand. I have to think about that because it. I'm not good with lyrics unless well, I'm on the screen in front of you. But like on Sunday, they dropped out, <laughs> and then you had to finish. You had to fill right? the blanks. You had yeah. to fill. In, I, I wouldn't. I'm not good at that. So, um, hmm. What, what do you think, babe? Like, I don't while know. they're thinking in the chat, let yeah. us know what yeah. would your go-to song go -to karaoke song. be? Where do, where do you go? I know some of our friends uh, love Islands in the Streams. And so I know that's their go-to. Uh, one of my friends, pour some sugar on me. That's that's her go-to song. We do karaoke. She's going to that song okay. every time. All right. I mean, I think right now with just the revival of Top Gun, um, maybe it just has to be living on a prayer. Okay. Yeah. Which we still haven't seen, and I'm pretty bummed about it because I'm working on that. I, I've tried to get a date day, <laughs> and I just can't. I can't do it. And so I'm living on a prayer. Right now, yeah, you're, you're going, for a date you're going. with my wife <laughs> to go see the remake. And I hear it's even better than the original. Now, I'm not buying it. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, maybe a Prince song or okay. Michael Jackson. The number So the number one um, karaoke song, because as we're preparing for this, we did all sorts of research. So we wanted everyone to be involved. And Purple Rain by Prince is the yeah. number one karaoke song. Yeah, I felt like if I said that, I'd be judged. <laughs> no, not you at know, all. All those other pastors out there watching, like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, he's he's a religious hypocrite. I mean, I don't know. I so, love you guys. Man. As, we keep, as we keep moving One forward, team, one fight. Uh, first, I just want to say thank you guys so much for your leadership. Uh, this past weekend we talked about forgiveness, but it wasn't a drive-by. It wasn't a... You know, hey, you need to forgive people. Like, you know, you'll make yourself feel better. No, it was like, you love us. You love your church. Mm -hmm. You shepherd us so well that you're really going to dive in and really make it tangible because it, it's one of those, like, it hurts so good type things. It's like, you like, I want this so much for you because God has so much for you. Just thank you guys so much for continuing to lead in that and keep that forward. Because being in a relationship series, but really dealing with stuff that's like the deep stuff, um, Gosh, uh, we'll see the fruits of that, and I just pray you guys really see the tangible roots on it. Because on the front side, it's not fun to talk about. <laughs> so this past week, we talked about forgiveness and bad blood. Bad um, blood. And when we look at one of the things you talked about, Kara, that I really want to jump into is we looked at the life of David, um, someone who I feel like as Christ followers, we can relate to David so much because he's got a lot of big emotions. He shares all of his emotions. But you broke down a part in Psalms uh, where we have the Selah moments that David brings us. Can you unpackage that Selah moment for us? And really, what is going on here? So we talked about um, what do we do with our anger? Um, personally, walking through 
some difficult times, saw a counselor and um, just told her, like, I want to get to the place of forgiveness. And, and realistically, I just wanted to fast forward and get there. You know, just tell me how to get there as quick as I can. And she asked me, you know, what are you doing with your anger? Because you can't get to forgiveness until you deal with your anger. And so diving into scripture um, and seeing that it tells us to get rid of our anger, and that is in the original text, the original language, the idea of lifting it up. You know, we can spew it out, we can hold it in, or we can lift it up. And as you read throughout the Psalms, uh, you'll see that word, Selah, at different places throughout Scripture after a phrase or after um, you know, a certain portion of the Psalms, and it literally means to pause and lift up. And it is to take those emotions, anger, grief, fear, hurt, betrayal, lift them up to God and pause, sit there in that moment with him to, to allow the Holy Spirit to bring comfort. He is the comforter or to bring clarity, um, sitting there until you feel God do a work in your heart. And you see that happen in David's life. You know, you follow, you can follow a Psalm. And at the beginning, he's like asking God to grind the teeth out of his enemy's mouths. And then by the end, he is, you know, God, I praise you. I worship you because you are in control and you are sovereign. Um, so that's really um, a very tangible way to deal with our anger. Yeah, and for me, um, what I love about the Psalms and David is God left the, the human you of David in the Bible, um, the human side of his emotions and, and how he was feeling and what he wanted to do how he wanted to react um, in his own power. Um, and to me, that's the beauty of the Bible is you know, God doesn't hide from us the human side of the people in the Bible. And so you know, the human you, the holy you, and they're in a constant battle. Absolutely. So, Kara, as you were talking there for a moment, you talked about going to see your counselor. And in our culture, it's like, like you go see, like you're messed up if you go see a counselor. Like only people who go to counselors who go do that, like they got some real issues, they got some real problems. But like that's just a, uh, what do you want to call it? Not taboo, but something culturally that we've come up with. It's not real. That's not real. Like there's nothing wrong with going to see somebody. Can you talk for us for a moment about that for you? Um, because it does look different for everybody. But what, what at what point where you're like, hey, I need, I need a, I need some outside help. I need uh, someone else to walk through this with me. Well, I think um, sometimes we think it's a sign of weakness, especially as Christians. Like, if I can't handle this, just me and God, then I'm a weak Christian. And I think that's a lie from the enemy because you, you see all throughout Scripture where people sought godly counsel. And I think that's key when you're seeking counsel, um, that you find someone who is going to align with your, your values and, and what you believe, but in sitting down with someone who is objective and can hear you and help you sort through the confusion, because when there's deep hurt and, and deep betrayal, it, um, it consumes your thoughts, and then it, it can begin to affect all of your relationships. And when I saw that happening, that it was the first thing I thought about in the morning, it was the last thing I thought about at night, it was... Um, what I woke up in the middle of the night thinking about, and, and I was just um, overwhelmed by the hurt and the pain. And, and when I saw myself 
not trusting people and um, really reading into things and seeing offense where there wasn't offense, that's when I knew this is not healthy and, and I need some help sorting through this. And I just think that the idea of needing a counselor is a weakness. It is, um, again, we know it's a lie from the enemy, um, but I think too many times we're not willing to deal with our stuff. We'd rather stuff it and then allow it to come out in all the wrong places. And so to say that we don't need a counselor or a coach, like I have a coach, I have a life coach who helps me through decisions as a pastor, as a person, as a husband. Um, and he has a 30-foot view of my situation that sometimes I can't see because of I'm in the middle of it. So, I mean, just think if you're an NFL team, NBA team, or college, whatever, and you don't have a coach. I mean, what a mess. And so we all need someone to help coach us or counsel us. Absolutely. It's all, part of it, too, it's almost like a humility and a pride thing. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to let that go so that I can allow someone else to ch chisel away or to help me at the end of the day because it's about you growing and getting, getting to a new place because we want to stay stuck where we are, which right. is the right. whole – premise of this past weekend's yeah. message yeah. is being stuck. stuck where you're at. And so when it, when does a coach call a timeout? Like when things are going in the wrong direction, like they've gotten out of control, right? I need to slow this game down. I need to help my players get redirected. And so, yeah. Go ahead, Gary. I was just going to say, I think you hit another um, another thing on, on the head in that it's pride. You know, it is hard to sit across from someone and hear what was your role in that? What responsibility do you need to take? You know, how how are you dealing with things? Uh, because the longer we sit in our hurt, the more we want to blame and we can become a victim. And so pride is definitely an obstacle to getting the help we need. And just jumping off that, one of the things that you kind of settled on towards the end of the message this past weekend was we can focus on what's been done to us. We can sit there and dwell on that. We can point the finger. We can just sit there in that emotion, that that raw place of like, this done to me, this is done to me. Or we can focus on what was done for us and what Jesus did for us. And that's just such a freeing thought um, and really a place where we want people to be at. Can you talk about that for just a moment? Absolutely. Um, again, we have to remember we have an enemy. There's an enemy who wants to destroy every good thing that God is doing in us. And one of the ways he does that is he tries to get us focused on what was done to us. And, and whatever, you, whatever you look for, you will see. So if you're focused on hurt and being hurt and being angry, that's the lens that you're, you're looking through. And so everything you see, you're going to see more hurt. And you're just going to continue to build that case and find more and more reasons to be hurt and angry. So you, you can focus there, or you can focus on, well, what has God done for you? What are the blessings he's given you in your life? How is he working in this? Because even in the midst of all of that hurt and grief, if you're looking for it, you can see that he is at work, and he is providing, and he is with you, but you have to look for it. So it, it's just a matter of perspective, really. Well, as we wrap up our time together today, uh, we said this weekend that forgiveness is a journey. Like this past weekend, if someone, if they started the forgiveness, it didn't end there. Um, it's a, it's a tough, complex road 
to walk down, one that we don't, we don't want anyone to walk down alone. And as we wrap up, just, I just want to spend a few moments just praying for people joining us. Maybe you're having a hard time letting go of that thing that was done to you, or maybe you started walking through it, but it's just, it's just tough. And we just want to spend some time, care if you can, or dare if you guys want to pray for those joining us online and what they're walking through. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be honored to do that. I, I would say real fast before we pray, um, because it is a process, um, and there's so much hurt and pain sometimes that you have to unravel. And a lot of times, the person you need to forgive is no longer here. And so I've seen that in men's fraternity, um, where men had to write a letter to their dad or even their mom and go to a gravesite um, to let go of something. And so, you know, maybe writing that letter will help you um, pin those words if that person is still um, alive or if you need to send an email or however you want to contact that person um, to begin the process of forgiveness. And so I know that there's many facets to it. And so, uh, yeah, so let me just pray uh, for those of you who are watching or may watch this later. God, we just, um, first and foremost, uh, we're grateful um, for your forgiveness. Um, we, we can't even fathom how you forgive us of every sin uh, that we have ever committed, ever thought. Um, God, you take it, and, and your word says that you throw it as far as the east is from the west. Um, God, to never remember it again. God, that's just, um, when I think of that, I, the words that come to my mind are only God. And so, Father, we realize that when we forgive, when we forgive those who have hurt us, uh, those who have um, spoken about us, posted about us, um, uh, hurt us, um, God, we are more like you when we forgive. And so I, I pray that you would give each person um, who is dealing with unforgiveness, who is dealing with pain and uh, regret and grudges and all of the bitterness, all the things that go along with unforgiveness, God, that you would begin to soften their heart. And God, that you would help them, um, God, be able to release it and to forgive and to experience your forgiveness. I pray for every person uh, under the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you guys so much.